You're listening to Rama for Today. Praise God. And I had some of the most unusual experiences back there with money that you've ever seen. In some of the most unlikely places. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I'd like to do some things just to prove out some things. I think we ought to prove things. You know the Bible said? Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Are you listening to me? Well, now when I got a hold of that truth, you know, you talk about being on the bottom of the barrel, scraping the bottom of the barrel. I wasn't just scraping the bottom of the barrel. I, I was under the barrel and the barrel was on top of me. <laughs> Amen. But I got out, praise God, started rising to the top and I've been coming to the top ever since then. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Faith by Saying for Finances, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And I said, Adam, I give you dominion over all the work of my hands. And so he said, Adam was originally the God of this world. He was to dominate this world. And he had dominion over the cattle of a thousand hills. And he had dominion over the silver and the gold. And he had dominion over the world and the fullness thereof. But Adam committed high treason and sold out to Satan. He became a traitor, see, and sold out to Satan. Satan wasn't originally the God of this world. Adam was. And Satan then became the God of this world. And 2 Corinthians 4, chapter 4, verse calls him the God of this world. And so he's dominating because Adam gave him the permission, committed high treason, sold out to him. Then he's dominating the world, and he's dominating the silver and the gold. You can see that. And the cattle of a thousand hills and so on. But Jesus came to redeem us from the hand of the enemy. Hallelujah. And in the name of Jesus, we have the authority to say, and he said to me, you just whatever you need, you claim it. You just claim it. And then he said, you say, Satan, take your hand off my money because it's Satan that's keeping it from coming, not me. It's not me that's keeping your children from being fed adequately. It's not me that's keeping your children from being clothed adequately. And I saw it. I got the light. Praise God. And I remember, when, I remember with, with, with trembling almost when I first I did it. And I was in a little old church, just a small church down in East Texas. I'd preached there the year before. And they'd paid me $57.15 a week for two weeks. They'd given me $114.30 for two weeks. See, now this is 22 years ago, see. Well, actually, the first meeting I'd held there was 23 years before. Now, now then 22 years. The next year, I was back in the same place when I was praying about this, and this happened. And I knew that if that they thought they had adequately paid me at $57 a week. They thought $50 a week is just a small group of them was just fine. That's, that's big pay for an evangelist. So I said, all right, Lord, I'll just prove that out right here. I'm claiming this week $150. Now, I knew if you'd suggested to that church that they pay $75, they'd all fell over backwards. And if you'd suggested $100, they'd have said, well, that would be a miracle. And if you'd said 150, they'd said, well, that God himself couldn't do that. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's beyond all the wildest imagination. And I knew if you said that to the preacher, it'd scare him to death. So I said to him, now, I want to prove this out. So I said to him, Pastor, uh, now, now, during the meeting, don't, don't put any pressure on for money. Don't ever say who'll give a dime or a nickel or anything, because sometimes some pastors would if he's a little short. Just pass the plate. That's all. Just give people a chance to give. And so I... Uh, I, uh, I held fast to my confession, praise God, and said, Satan, take your hand off my money. 
And after I'd been there a few days, well, then the Lord told me just to stay 10 days. And the pastor wanted me to stay another week, but I stayed 10 days. And so then I changed that and said, now, Lord, I've been as I'm staying another three days here. I'm staying 10 days now. I'm claiming $200 for that 10 days. Well, when it's all over and just by handing in, the pastor handed it to him and said, man, that's the most we've ever done. I don't understand it. I can't figure it out. Well, I didn't tell him. Just let him stay ignorant. That's all right. So he handed me all the money, and it's $240.15, $40.15 more. Well, I went to another church, and it wasn't a large church at all. They only run about nine in Sunday school. You could understand it's a pretty small group. As others came in the night service, and I said to the pastor, now be sure you don't put on any pressure for money. Just, just, just pass the plate and give people a chance to give. And so the very first week, after all the money is in, he gave it to me. He said, you know, Brother Hagin, we've never paid anybody this much money. You know how much money came in this week for you? I said, I have no idea. Well, he said, here's 280 some odd dollars and a few cents. Well, he said, the most money we ever paid anybody. Well, we average about $90 a week. He said, we had one fellow here that was sort of in a bind. He told me about some bills he had to pay. And he said, I got up, and it took me 45 minutes to get people. Who will give a dollar? Who will give five? And I finally got him $140 for one week. And here I haven't said a word, and you've got $280 some odd dollars and some odd cents. I don't understand. Well, I said, that's all right, brother. I do. Praise the Lord. I understand it thoroughly. Amen. Just that's fine. Just keep passing the plate. Praise God. And I had some of the most unusual experiences back there with money that you've ever seen in some of the most unlikely places. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I'd like to do some things just to prove out some things. I think we ought to prove things. You know what the Bible said? Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Are you listening to me? Well, now, when I got a hold of that truth, you know, you talk about being on the bottom of the barrel, scraping the bottom of the barrel. I wasn't just scraping the bottom of the barrel. I, I was under the barrel, and the barrel was on top of me. <laughs> Amen. But I got out, praise God, started rising to the top, and I've been coming to the top ever since then. No, I've always just said it. Now, see, after the Lord said that to me back there, then I began to see something. I went home from that meeting, and I said to my wife, Now, honey, uh, we, here we are just living in a little three-room apartment. My father-in-law had passed away. He lived his life out, and going on to be with Jesus, and... My mother-in-law stayed with us part-time, stayed with her son some. And I said, uh, let, let's just get us a house. Well, she said, can we afford it? Well, I began to tell her what the Lord said to me. She said, yes, we can afford it. <laughs> and he'll do it. Praise God. So we rented a three-bedroom home, see. And then I said to her, after we'd moved into this house, I said, uh, you know, uh, if we could buy this house, and we can, It'll be a whole lot cheaper, the payment will be, than what we're paying rent, you know. At least we're building up a little equity. So we claimed that. I got out and walked around the yard. The Bible said every place that sold your foot shall tread upon shall be yours. And then I said to my wife, now you, 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 you talk to Ruth and see what she wants for it. See, we just acted like she wanted to sell it. So my wife wrote back, because I was gone 90% of the time. In fact, back there then I can show you I kept a, a, a record of it. Uh, I was gone uh, sometimes I'd preach. 49, 50, and even 51 weeks out of 52. I'd preach, uh, you know, just take off Christmas week, start again the next Sunday. And so uh, I said, uh, so she wrote me, we'd write one another letter every day. And she wrote me and said, uh, well, Ruth said she didn't want to sell it. Her husband, you know, built the house himself, put some extras into it. and They planned to move back there. They moved away because of his job. And I wrote back, I didn't let that daunt me. I said, yes, she wants to sell it. She just don't know it yet. 
And we just acted like that, that was ours and talked like that was ours in every letter, you see, about our house. And so I let it rest a few months. Oh, I don't know, two, three months. And I wrote back, I wrote back again and said, my wife, you asked Ruth again. She asked again. She wrote back and said, no. She said they weren't going to sell it. I wrote back and said, yes, she is. She just don't know it. She just don't know it. And so then I said to my wife, now, I'm coming to uh, close to home with a meeting, Fort Worth, Texas. I was only about, you know, Fort Worth's not, not far from Dallas, and Garland was a suburb of Dallas. And actually, from where the church was to my house was approximately 50 miles. And I said, this would be a good time for us to get together with, uh, with Ruth. While I'm close, I could drive over in the afternoon after my morning service, you know, and discuss this. So she saw her again, and the third time she said no, I, 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 and she called me on the phone and said, well, no, I told her to set it up on a certain day. And she said, Ruth said, no, they weren't interested. And I said, well, don't let that bother you because they are. They just don't know it yet. Some, some people are a little slow to catch on. <laughs> and the very next day, my wife called me and said, Ruth just called me a while ago. Honey said, I got good news for you. She said, Ruth just called me a while ago and said, she and Olin have decided to sell the house. Well, I said, I've been knowing that for nearly a year. <laughs> they were slow finding out, but I've been knowing it for nearly a year. And so she said, I've set it up for tomorrow afternoon. We'll meet them at 2.30. I said, all right, after my morning service, I'll come home and we'll have lunch together. Then we'll meet with them. And we met with them. And make a long story short, we had our discussion. And, and uh, somebody else, though, had been wanting the house, too, and somebody that worked with her. I think that's one reason they decided to sell it, because they had offered them an awful good price, more money than we did. More money than actually is worth in a way. So finally, we kept bargaining around until it was only $500 apart. In fact, $500 from these folks' price. But, you know, who wants just to give $500 away, especially a few years ago? Money is not so much today, but yet it's $500 still $500. So, so I finally said, we just about come to the end of the conversation. I need to get back from the night service. And I finally said, these people were Christians, not spirit-filled Christians. Now, later on, the same year, they were filled with the spirit. But I said to them, I sure would hate for you folks to miss God. And she began to laugh and said, Olin, tell him what you told me. And he said, well, you go ahead and tell him. Well, she said, we are, we are Christians. They knew we were spirit-filled Christians. We, we are Christians. We are saved. We pray together every night before we go to bed. And she said, the last three nights when we've gotten into bed, Olin has turned and said to me, Ruth, something on the inside of me tells me that house belongs to that preacher. I said, see, that's what I'm talking about. I said, oh, they said, you can have it. Go ahead. I mean... <laughs> And so we got, and that's the way we got our second house, and that's the way we got our third house, and that's the way we got our fourth house. Just that way, just said it, just said it, always said it. Praise the Lord. And never involved a dime of our own money. Never, never. And that's the way we got our first automobile, new automobile. I started telling preachers everywhere I preach back there then after I'd seen this truth that you, you, you can use your faith in this area. And I told every pastor to hold a meeting for I said, I'm going to, I started in the spring, six months ahead of time. Every pastor held me for I said, I'm going to buy a new car in the fall when the new cars come out. What are you going to buy? Well, I knew if he wanted us to eat the good of the land, he'd want us to drive the best. So I said, I'm going to drive by the best there is. Put everything you put on them. Oh, somebody said, that's just extravagant. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. And so uh, I came there to Fort Worth, Texas in this fall meeting, same time we got the house. And uh, I said to the pastor when I first walked in the pastor's door, because I stayed in the pastor's with him and his wife, I said, Brother, I've got something I want to say to you before I ever preach the sermon. See, so he just barely got there. I said, I'm going to buy a new car while I'm here. 
I hope it don't hurt my offerings, you know, some folks, bless their hearts, you know, if they ever pray for the preacher or the pastor or the evangelist, well, they pray, Lord, you keep him humble and we'll keep him poor. <laughs> they think they're doing God a favor, you know. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith. Also from Lynette Hagan, the CD, Turning Stumbling Blocks into Stepping Stones. And last but not least, the two-CD set from Kenneth Hagan, Our Rights in Christ. All this for the special price of $24. That's $5.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, Let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. In April 9th through the 11th, Rama College Weekend. Yes. Right here on the Rama USA campus. You can attend classes, meet instructors, a luncheon on Friday, fun night, tour the campus, uh, go to service on Sunday if you're still here. If you're still here, yes. Yes. Uh, there will be information about job and housing. Yes. All of it's there. If you want more information about it, go go on the computer to rbtc.org and That's you can right. get that information. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.